Welcome to Torah Talk, a program that challenges 2,000 years of misunderstanding and neglect of the Torah, God's law. In this show, we will be threshing ideologies by examining these scriptures in their Hebraic contexts. Our goal is to separate the wheat from the chaff, the truth from misconception. This program is sponsored by The Harvest, a Messianic Charismatic Congregation in Thornton, Colorado. Shalom, lovers of the Torah, and thank you for choosing to listen to Torah Talk. I'm your host, Pastor Mark. It's great to be with you again. In this podcast, I'm going to be sharing on the Torah portion, Balak. And my focus will be on the prophecy of Balaam found in this Torah portion related to what he called the Star of Jacob, the victorious rising star of Jacob. Is this an ancient reference to the coming Messiah? And has this prophecy been fulfilled? If so, when? I will address these and other ideas concerning this passage. But keep in mind that this is a midrash and not to be construed as a doctrinal statement or theological treatise on the subject. I'm simply wrestling with the passages to better inform you as well as myself, and I reserve the right to change my mind on my ideas as I grow in the grace and knowledge of the Messiah. So the texts that I'm going to read from, from uh, the Tanakh, will be from the JPS translation. Let's begin in Numbers chapter 24 and work our way down. Numbers 24, 14 through 25, uh, this, this is Balaam after he's given his final blessing over Israel. Uh, the king of Moab has employed Balaam, and he has been asking this uh, powerful seer to curse Israel. He wants Israel to be cursed and destroyed, actually. And he's employed this powerful, powerful seer to, to actually curse and, and, and move Israel into a place of great weakness, even even destruction. And uh, Balaam, of course, he just keeps blessing Israel instead of cursing Israel. And the king's finally fed up with Balaam. He's done. He's told Balaam, I'm done with you. Go home. So we'll pick up verse 14. Balaam is speaking to the king of Moab, Balak, or Balak. And now, as I go back to my people, Let me inform you what this people, speaking of Israel, what this people will do to your people in the days to come. He took up his theme and said, Word of Balaam, son of Beor, word of the man uh, whose eye is true, word of him who hears God's speech, who obtains knowledge from the Most High and beholds visions from the Almighty, prostrate but with eyes unveiled. What I see for them is not yet. What I behold will not be soon. A star rises from Jacob. I want to stop right there. This is the phrase, a star rises from Jacob. What's he referring to? Who is this star? What does the star represent? Let me pick this up again. A star rises from Jacob. A scepter comes forth from Israel. It smashes the brow of Moab the foundation of all children of Seth. And then it goes further in the rest of the chapter chapter to to describe this victorious rule of this star of Jacob over many nations. So again, the question, who is the star? And what does the scepter represent? Now, there's four different primary ways of understanding this, one of which is in reference to 
the Messiah. So the star from Jacob, one of the ideas is this is an ancient prophecy concerning the rise of Messiah from Jacob out of Israel. And uh, the reason this is in reference to the Messiah is that, you know, he's going to rule and reign over the nations, which is further depicted in other passages in the Tanakh. It says a scepter comes forth from Israel. In other words, it's not just a Messiah. It's, 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 it's the Messiah. It's the great ultimate Messiah who is also the great king. That, that, is, that is the idea behind the scepter. Is, is a scepter is symbolic of a king, a king's authority and power to rule and reign. And in this context, it's over many nations. Um, and so really this reference to uh, a Messiah being king and ruling and reigning is rooted in one of the four different ways to understand this passage. In fact, Targum, Pseudo-Jonathan, states concerning the star rising from Jacob— that, that it's actually a reference to, quote-unquote, King Messiah. I think that's fascinating. And I think that's, you know, the most, the weightiest view of understanding this text. So let me, let me go on. I'm going to read Psalm 2, which further depicts this idea of the Messiah uh, becoming king and ruling and reigning over all the nations. Why do nations assemble? Psalm 2, why do nations assemble and peoples plot vain things? Kings of the earth take their stand and regents intrigue together against the Lord and against his anointed. Now, this, this phrase, his anointed, is uh, in reference to the Messiah. The one he anoints um, is, is the Messiah. The word uh, Messiah actually is rooted in this concept of anointed one. And so this here is a question. Why do the kings of their take their stand together against the Lord and his Messiah? That's, that's one of the ways that we could actually understand this. It goes on to say, let us break the cords of their yoke, shake off their ropes from us. He who is enthroned in heaven laughs. The Lord mocks at them. Then he speaks to them in anger, terrifying them in his rage. But I have installed my king on Zion, my holy mountain. Let me tell of the decree the Lord said to me, You are my son, I have fathered you this day. Ask it of me, I will make the nations your domain, your estate, the limits of the earth. So God says, I have installed my king on Zion. Who? Who's the king? Well, it's the Messiah that he anointed. It's the anointed one or the Messiah. So he has taken his Messiah and he's installed him as king. So now he's both king and Messiah. He is King Messiah. And he's given authority to rule and reign over all the nations of the earth. Verse 9 through 12. You can smash them. He says to, to, to the one that he's installed as king. You can smash them with an iron mace. Shatter them like potter's ware. So now, O kings, be prudent, accept discipline, you rulers of the earth, serve the Lord in awe, tremble and fright, pay homage in good faith, lest he be angered. Who? It's in reference to the King Messiah. Who you, you, you pay homage to the one that he anointed as Messiah and installed as king, lest he, the King Messiah, be angered and you, I'm sorry, and your way be doomed in the mere flash of his anger. And then it closes with, happy are all who take refuge in him, King Messiah. So we have this concept that King Messiah rules and reigns over all the nations, that he comes from Jacob. 
In fact, he comes specifically from one of Jacob's 12 sons. And which son does he come from? That's another ancient prophecy. Genesis chapter 49, verses 8 through 10. It says, You, O Judah, your brothers shall praise. Your hand shall be on the nip of your foes. Your father's sons shall bow low to you. All the other sons of Jacob are going to actually bow low to Judah. Why? It goes on to say, verse 9, Judah is a lion's whelp. On prey, my son, you have grown. He crouches, lies down like a lion, like the king of beasts who dare rouse him. And then verse 10, the scepter. There we have it again, this concept of ruling and reigning, this concept of power and authority symbolized by the scepter. It says, the scepter shall not depart from Judah, nor the ruler staff from between his feet. So that tribute shall come from him or come to him, and the homage of the peoples be his. So, when did this King Messiah of Judah come? When did his star rise? When did the people, as Isaiah says, living in darkness, see the great light? Well, let's jump forward to the apostolic scriptures. In Matthew chapter 2, verses 1 through 2, it says this, concerning Yeshua, Jesus. Now, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, Magi, wise men, Magi from the east arrived in Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? These Magi from, from the east, from Babylon, um, were Daniel, of course, was the second most powerful man in, 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 in the empire at that time and certainly taught the Torah. We know that by tradition. Um, and they probably understood these ancient prophecies and they came when they saw his star rising. They came to see this King Messiah. In verse two, where is he who has been born King of the Jews? For we saw his star in the east and have come to worship him. This is in reference to Jesus of Nazareth, Jesus, the babe born in Bethlehem, being referred by the, by the Magi as the king of the Jews, being referred to as the star rising that they, that they witnessed and, and, and knew was fulfilling these ancient prophecies. Even Jesus says this concerning himself. I am the light of the world. He takes this concept of, of light, which is symbolized by a star, by the way. And he says, I am the light of the world. He who follows me will not walk in the darkness, but will have the light of life. Revelation twenty two sixteen says this even more clear. I, Jesus, have sent my angel to testify to you these things for the churches. I am the root and descendant of David, the bright morning star. You see, Jesus, he's the true sovereign over every person, place, and thing. God has anointed him as the Messiah, raised him from the dead, and has now appointed him as King of kings and Lord of lords. Jesus, son of God, son of David, the descendant of King David. He's the lion of the tribe of Judah. Jesus, he's the bright and morning star. And that brightness has become a light for the nations. Think about this. No other Jewish persona 
has come remotely close to the power, influence, fame, and glory as Jesus the Jew from Nazareth. In fact, his fame continues to rise around the world, even in Israel today. The fullness and consummation of his reign, it's coming. It will come when he returns to Jerusalem to destroy her enemies and then set up thrones to judge the living and the dead before ushering in the eternal age. And this is in in reference to the eschatological day of the Lord that we find throughout the Tanakh as well. So in conclusion, let me just restate some things. Jesus is the light of the world. He's the light of God. He's that star of Jacob, the one that rises from Jacob. And it's his brightness and his, his power and fame that is the glory of Israel. In fact, the Gentiles have seen his light and billions and billions of Gentiles have put their faith in him over the last 2000 years. Think about that. Billions and billions and billions of Gentiles have put their faith in the Jewish Messiah. Now, if you haven't done that, what are you waiting for? Why live in the darkness when you can live in the light? Why live in the darkness of sin and shame when you can live in the light and love of God? I say embrace Yeshua. Embrace Jesus as the light of God, the light of the world. In him, you shall be saved from the coming wrath of God against darkness and those who embrace it. Well, that concludes our program for this week. A special thanks to our great King, Yeshua the Messiah, and to you, our listeners and supporters, for making this podcast possible through your prayers and financial giving. Thank you. Know that in your prayers and giving, you are partnering with us as we advance the kingdom of Messiah in Israel, the United States, and throughout the world. We are a highly rated and listened to Messianic podcast on iTunes under the category of Judaism. Subscribe now. Pray with us. Give financially and share the vision and power of this podcast with everyone you know. If you have time, check out all of our social media at graftedin.com. That's G-R-A-F-T-E-D-I-N.com. Baruch Hashem. Blessed be the name of the Lord. I'm your host, Pastor Mark, and until our next show, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. In the name of the Prince of Peace, Yeshua the Messiah. Shalom. Torah Talk has been brought to you by The Harvest, a Messianic Charismatic Congregation located at 8891 Hose Boulevard, in Thornton, Colorado. Your host has been Pastor Mark McClellan. Join us for Sabbath services at 1 p.m. next Saturday afternoon. For more information, please call us at 303-761-9948 or visit our website at www.graftedin.com. God bless you and shalom.